We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. On today's episode of the Pirate Podcast, we have, yep, you guessed it, fan voicemails on episode 149 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 149 on the Blue Warrior Network. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by Indeed.com, Pepsi, and Bet Online. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Malcolm and Pierre. How are you boys doing on this nice Tuesday night? A couple days renewed from the news from Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn being relieved for duties. Woo! I'm happy, man. I'm doing well. Um, Bevel said he's going to make Lions football fun again, so we'll see. Yeah, we need that. We need that on a hat, bro. We need that on a hat. My guy, um, Lion, what's his name? Lions guy at Lions guy on Twitter. He made like a funny hat. It's like 2020, make Lions football fun again or something like that. That's what I'm talking about. So, Malcolm, if you want to order that, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, I need to order it. I mean, I'm so happy right now about the whole situation. I'm like on a victory Tuesday. Yeah, the, yeah. the victory just it, it carried on a Tuesday. So right now, I'm still celebrating. So I'm victory. I'm in victory Tuesday right now. Well, this is our weekly voicemail mailbag episode. You guys could call it. Yep. So I assume a lot of questions are going to be about obviously the Patricia thing that happened on Tuesday and Bob Quinn situation or on Saturday. So let's get right into it. Yep. Let's. Jump right in. Mail time. Cause something came in the mail today. Okay. These nuts. <laughs> Got him. <he. laughs> Got him. <he. laughs> 
Um, they they called in with the question. We have the answer, so let's jump into the first voicemail. Uh, I think some. I think something to mention real quickly that we promoted this on Thursday, so this is after the Thanksgiving game as well. So this is meshed with Thanksgiving game and Patricia News. So keep yeah, that in so mind. Keep that in mind. There will be some venting um, because of the whole debacle on uh, Thanksgiving. Well, let's see what we have. Um, first call voicemail. Um, so I just had a couple questions. Um, I know it's still, you know, too soon to really get into the draft or whatever. But um, I just wanted to get you guys' opinion on possible, you know, uh, head, coach, head coach candidates. Um, I really don't, really don't remember who's going to be a head coach at the end of the season. But um, um, I like Ty Bowles, the defensive coordinator for the Bucks. Um, who else I like? Who else I like? Uh, Damn, that's the only person I can remember off top. Um, um, what direction do you think the Lions should go in moving forward? You know, minus they probably Patricia and Bob Quinn. I ain't gonna say I feel like we should rebuild, but I just feel like we should revamp the team. I love Matthew Stafford, but if it's a possibility that can trade him, you know, and free up some of that cap and you know rebuild the defense and offensive line, then so be it. Um, I hope we pay Kenny Galladay. Um, I feel like the Lions got some bright pieces moving forward, but man, I just feel like they need their own culture. Like that Patriots way shit wasn't working here. So, no, um, I just want to get you guys' opinion. You know, think who you think possibly some good candidates for head coaching. What direction you think the Lions should move in moving forward? You know, is there a process to get rid of these bum ass staff? Excuse my French, but but uh, thanks guys, appreciate it. Yep. So this call is definitely on. This is Thursday. So yeah, so we already is, got rid of their bum asses. <laughs> we definitely <laughs> already got rid of their bum asses. Yeah. I think Pierre is the one that has a list of coaches. So yeah, Pierre, yeah. do you want to give us some names of some guys who could potentially ride the ship and get us to yeah. the right direction? But before that, he asked about the draft. So Tyler, you want to give him? Tyler knows more about the draft than I do right now. He's been studying. Tyler, you want to give us a couple names, some quarterbacks, maybe some defensive guys, some wide receivers. See what's out there. Yeah, so obviously, depending on where the Lions end up drafting, it's going to be you know a real huge factor of what position they end up taking. And I mentioned this in our last voicemail episode, and I said that this class is very wide receiver top heavy friendly and quarterback top heavy friendly. After that, it's kind of up in the year of what you want. So if you want a defensive player and you're picking around nine, you might be in a tough situation. You might be reaching for a player at that spot. If you're in a position where you're at pick five, pick six, that's kind of a money situation right there. I think anywhere outside the top seven, that's where it starts to get a little tricky. So I think if you're the Lions and you don't want a receiver, I think the top seven is somewhere where you want to be, where you could either get a nice quarterback or a very nice defensive player. So that's somewhere you probably want to be around is that top seven. So now, names. Wait, I have a question names. for you, Tyler. I'll give you some names. So like, let's say they're at nine. And Russo and Parsons are there, right? Because let's say all quarterbacks go in the top, couple wide receivers go. Somehow both Parsons and Gregory Russo are there, right? So well, what would Michael you do Parsons in that case? Day. Michael, Michael Parsons, Parsons yeah. all day. And yeah, is I Russo mean, a reach at nine? Or is that kind of where he's predicted to go, like, or like in the top 10, 15-ish? So with Rusev, it's, it's very interesting. Obviously, he opted out of the season, like I mentioned in the last voicemail episode. So we don't really know what's up with Gregory Russo and obviously Michael Parsons opted out. So you're like, what makes that a difference? But Michael Parsons looks like he's in great shape right now. Where I've heard some reports on Gregory Russo, he might have gained some weight 
and his stock might be falling potentially. So that's something to monitor of how he participates in the combine, if he ends up participating in the combine, and how he does. Um, that could make or break his stock, I think. I think he's a first-round pick regardless, but maybe that makes or break if he's a top-ten pick or not. So, mm. you know, with the defensive line class not being so stacked, I think he end up probably end up probably being a top-ten pick just because I don't see who ends up competing with him at the in the front four department in the draft. So I think he'll end up being a, a top-ten pick. I think both of them will be top-ten picks at the end of the day. Okay. And then regarding the quarterbacks, like a lot of fans are split on that. There's two of them. There's Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. I personally like Zach Wilson more. I want to hear your thoughts. You've studied these guys more than I have. Who do you like yeah. more? I mean, I personally like Trey Lance, but you could obviously see the intrigue. Like, if, I could see why people are very intrigued with Zach Wilson. I'm obviously really intrigued with Zach Wilson, what he's doing at BYU and what he's done this year in general. I mean, he's just been phenomenal. And it's been more than just this year. Like, yeah, this year's been, like, obviously really eye-popping and, like, wow, look at Zach Wilson. But he showed this potential a little bit of last year, too. I think he's just taken that and all that experience he's had in college, and he took that to a whole different level this year. And now he's making himself a legit potential top 10 pick which is wild where nobody saw this coming going into the college football season so all kudos to zach wilson i can see why people are in love with him i can see why he's qb3 and why he might you know hop a guy like trey lance but for me personally i think trey lance is still qb3 and i and i've said it i've, I've gone on air and said i think trey lance could be a top five nfl quarterback at some point in the nfl because i think his potential is that high i think He's his dual threat of his ability with his arm, his mobility. I think he's a smart quarterback. I think he's going to be a phenomenal pro if he's in the right system. He's a risky pick, but I think he could be a phenomenal player if he's in the right system. Hmm. What, about, right. uh, what about in the wide receiver um, category? If you're looking for a receiver, obviously Jalen Waddle. I think even coming off the ankle injury, I think he should still be a highly regarded pick. Speed is today's NFL, and you see the guys like Tyreek Hill. Uh -huh. I mean, who wouldn't want that in their offense? And you see them every year. They're just going up early, even if they're not the greatest football player. Look, look at John Ross. He was fast. He went in the top 15. Uh, Henry Ruggs, I don't think he was wide receiver one in the class. First receiver taken off the board. So speed. I was high on Ruggs. No, 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 no. I was high on Ruggs, but I thought Jerry, Judy, and CD Lambs were better receivers nice. coming out of college. But it's just today's NFL, speed. So they're more valuable. So I could see Jalen Waddle being in that discussion. His, uh, his teammate, Devontae Smith, is obviously in that discussion. Uh, who else? Uh, Jamar Chase from LSU. I mean, no, no, Tyler, I know those are the top guys, but who are like some realistic options for Detroit? Detroit falls in number eight or eight or seven. Those eight, guys are. Eight, seven, eight, nine. I think those guys are realistic options. Also, Jamar Chase, you said. Oh. Well, so pretty much all the, the whole top receiving class is open. I, I don't think any receivers are given to be a top five pick. Got you. So. I think nice. it's, I think it's I think it's up in the air from what perspective a coaching staff would want at that point. Yeah, right. so we're pretty much open. So so moving on to Pierre, Pierre, um, coaches. Yeah, so I'll give you maybe like three offensive guys, three defensive guys, and and maybe a couple of college names. How's that? That works. So offensively, obviously the fan favorite. Everyone loves Eric B. I mean, personally, I'm not that high on him. Later, I'll discuss that maybe later as we get more into these coaching candidates. We make them down more. Um, Joe Brady, the Panthers offensive coordinator, Nick Sirianni, Colts offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, the Titans OC. So those are some offensive guys, um, some defensive guys. Robert Salah, obviously he has a, like he has connections to Detroit. Um, a lot of the national media is speculating like he could possibly get that job. Okay, and then we have um, Matt Eberflus, the Colts defensive coordinator. 
Going into some college guys, there's Lincoln Riley out of Oklahoma. I doubt he leaves. Matt Campbell out of Iowa State. You got Dan Mullen out of Florida. And there's obviously some other names, but these are just a couple Michigan names. Man? The Michigan, Michigan. man, Jim, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Stop. I, I swear, mean, I get he's a name out there. I mean, he, he he's he's looking for looking for a job. Yeah, potentially, um, I mean, potentially, so potentially. Vouch for Robert Salah. That was all over the the media yesterday. So I think um, something to mention really quickly. I mean, it's very hard to predict who the next coach is going to be when you don't know who the next GM is going to be. Yeah. So exactly. I would probably I would take that take the baby steps first. Let's see who our GM first. And then we'll get into uh, some coaching candidates that well, are really top two GM candidates. My see, personal see now this. I think this is more like informal now than a coaching because oh. it makes more sense. Yeah, you got Ed Dodge from the Colts. He likes to be under the radar. He doesn't like to be in the spotlight. He actually declined the Browns last year because the Browns aren't like stable. We'll see. Oh, maybe. Well, cancel him. Shoot. <laughs> no, I'm not saying cancel him. The, the Lions out. ownership. The Lions ownership is patient. Um, they let the GM do whatever he wants. They don't really get in the way. So. And then another guy I really like is Joe Hortis with the um, with the uh, Ravens. He started as a as a scout, then worked his way up to college director, and now he's a director of player personnel. So as as you know, the Ravens have drafted well. They've acquired good talent. I mean, they're loaded, right? They have a lot of talent on that team. So he's another guy I like. And then a couple bonus ones: Janel Jeremiah from NFL Network, and then Mike Borganzi is his name, I think, from the Kansas City Chiefs. So those are some guys I'm really high on right now. Okay, Pierre. I just have a quick question, man. Um, I, I know you named some coaches, and those are the top pretty much candidates out, out there right now that yeah. potentially could be looking for a job. Do you think like they would want a Detroit Lions job? Like, do you, like is there some guys you think like oh, maybe they won't want to come here? So the thing is with the with the Lions job is basically they they could have a clean slate, right? You could build the team the way you want. Versus like attacked like the Texans, Deshaun Watson is there. Versus the Falcons, Matt Ryan, Julio are there. Um, the Lions, obviously, you have a quarterback. Do you keep him or do you trade him? And I did ask Chris Burke. on. He had like a chat thing on The Athletic. I asked him, do you think the Lions could get a first-round pick? And he said yes, probably like a late 20s, someone like a contender. So, I mean, you could get like a late one for Stafford or you could keep him for one year. The Lions, there's not a lot like with this roster. It's going to take some time to, to, uh, to fix it, especially on the defensive side. And if you get rid of a quarterback... It's going to take kind of longer. You just have to hit on a quarterback. Yeah, I don't think anybody's complaining working with Sean Watson. <laughs> and also yeah. the Jets job, right? You got Trevor Lawrence, and they already have their GM there, and then you have Trevor Lawrence coming in, so that's attractive. And then the Jacksonville job, it's set that their their owner gets involved a little. Some some candidates shy away from that, but you have Justin Fields. You have about $80 million in cap space, and you have some good young talent on that roster as well. Yes, yeah, you sure so, do. Uh, and then other jobs could be opening. Maybe Chicago could open up. I don't know how attractive that is. That's kind of like, kind of like our sort of a lot of vets on there. Um, not much young talent. And then you have what other job am I missing? I don't know. Well, th- that's it for now. Um, the Detroit job is not the most attractive, but ownership is patient. So that that's the selling point, I guess. Like you could do you could do this roster any way you want, like in your vision, and it'll take time. But that's all I got, really. It, it, one last question, Pierre, before we jump onto the next voicemail. Does Daryl Bevel have a chance? I don't think so. You don't think yeah. so? And I think to mention some other coaching jobs that are going to be available, probably the Chargers. That's an intriguing job. The Cowboys potentially. The Eagles potentially. So there's some. There's going to be a lot of jobs available. Eagles are a mess, kind of. And then the the Chargers, they got Justin Herbert. That's fun, right? You you pair up an offensive guy with him. Um, 
So. Malcolm, the reason why I say no chance on Babel is just because I think this franchise just needs a clean slate. Just kind of like if he if he goes five and zero, maybe he'll get it. Will they go five and zero? I personally don't think so. You got the Buccaneers, the Titans, and the Packers. Those are going to be all tough games to win. You know, you still got the same players on defense. There's not much you could do, bro. Um, me personally, I even think if he even goes four and one, I think we might have to con- take a look at him. If he goes four and one with the schedule, hey, he see. rallies it rallies the troop to make these games competitive and they actually win against good teams. I'll be shocked if they go four and one. That's all I'm saying. Uh, four and one. I mean, look, he plays the Packers, uh, t- the, the the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'll be shocked if he goes five hundred. <laughs> if he goes Titan. above five hundred, hey, we'll, we'll be shocked. It's going to be very hard. That's yeah, what I'm saying. That, if he goes, hey. if he goes four and one. Or if he sweeps, I think it will be foolish for the Lions not to at least consider him saying. I mean, he's going to get an interview regardless. Probably, yeah. Yeah, but definitely. I don't, I just don't. I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I don't see him going four and one, five and oh. Maybe I'm looking too ahead, but I just don't have that much confidence right now. I, I per- personally, bro, I don't either. I don't think anybody does. But for some reason, like I know a lot of Lions fans are like, man, I won't be shocked if something like this happens. Like, I'll like, be. Sh- I'll be, I'll be shocked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the defense is what it is, right? You don't have much pass rush. You have, like, young guys in the secondary. It, it's still a mess. And even though this... Unlin said, the scheme is not really going to change much. So they're going to be doing the same thing. So there's that. Oh. I mean, what do you expect him to change? It's three days. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying. <laughs> 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is crucial. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job sites according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there is no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resume on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions applies. Football is back in full swing. You might not be in a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going an extra mile to make sure you get every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to teams, players, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start wagering on wins, divisions, and championship features all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget, use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Alright, let's just jump into the next voicemail. Uh, voicemail. Yo, what's up, fellas? This is David, unfortunately, from North Carolina, and... I was on one of the 
I was one of the contestants on Ryan's trivia. I corrected Tyler, letting him know, like, like the Panthers don't play in Raleigh, they play in Charlotte. But here's my thing. Holy shit. I almost spent money to go see them play in Charlotte. Like, I don't get a lot of chances in North Carolina, and I would have wasted $150 for the ticket alone. I'm so glad I didn't. But, aside, I am so bummed out about where this team is going. And I think, I mean, I'm sure y'all are getting tons of calls. You're going to get a lot of voicemails talking about certain things. And maybe my my question might already be touched on or talked about. And I, I listen to y'all all the time. But, I don't know, like, we fired Matt Patricia. It's going to happen. I know some people on the podcast hate Neville a little bit more than they hate Patricia. It's cool. But you have a head coach, falls down the line of the field. At the end of the day, that's your fucking dude. You take turn. So that's on you as well. But we go ahead and just scrap this whole team. Go ahead and make some moves. And I really hope they do. I really do want them to do these things. I hope we live on Thanksgiving Day. I want to be sitting at home, eating some turkey, getting stuffed, and just watch the Lions get stuffed. Mmm, pause. Anyway, I'm, but <laughs> going forward, if you are the new GM of the Lions, where do you go? Because do you go with a college head coach? you go with someone who's from a tree and definitely not uh, from the New England tree? Definitely don't do that move. Do you want to do a hardball? I know some of y'all don't want to do a hardball, so let's not do that. Like, do you want to do Urban Meyer? Do you want to do maybe, like, uh, Oklahoma's head coach? Uh, hell, at this point... I'm a Duke fan. I'll take Coach K. He could probably do a better job on offensive coordination. Then, sorry, I'm digressing. But what do you guys like? Let's say you are the GM. Shula finally gets off the, the fucking. Looks like the call ended. But I just want to put. I don't want to put on note. I don't want to put on note. I'm not sure if you guys remember this guy, but I'm almost 100 percent sure that this is iPod Jackson. It did. I, you, know, you remember how after the Panthers post game, I said somebody corrected me. Yeah, it was iPod Jackson. Now, for listeners who are new, iPod Jackson in our beginning stages of doing mailbag asked a question that you wanted us to redo the twenty two thousand two NFL draft. Very mailbag. <laughs> 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 so this is our boy Paul Jackson and, and the thing is with this one I know we already answered the question about the coaches so I mean is there any question that, that he needs to be answered right now or I I'll say my early number one candidate without knowing the GM and I'm going to say that's Joe Brady that's me too Tyler that. we've said that I, I, yeah, me too I'm with Joe Brady Malcolm what about you who would you want Joe like? Brady? I, I, I'm not even going to lie guys I'm actually really liking what um, Salah has been doing Okay. So and, and I know he and the thing is that he he's from here. 
he knows what the fans is going through. Yeah. Then he can handle the media. So I think he'll be a perfect fit. But I wanna be I wanna be mad if they got an offensive guy either. So I'm up in the air. I, I still haven't did a full dive in research same. on all these candidates. Yeah, so I'm gonna do that probably in the off season. Me too. But yeah. for now, I guess Robertson lost since since he's from there and he knows about the city and knows our heartache and knows how he knows our struggle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess my early answer would just be I'm going to go the opposite way. I want offensive mind. That's just my – that's what I want going forward. I don't know who exactly is. I think Joe Brady is leaning that way, but that could easily be changed. I'm with Tyler. I prefer an offensive mind guy, but I wouldn't be mad at the Salah hire. I don't think I'll be mad at any hire unless it's like Adam Gase or Jim Harbaugh or something like ridiculous. <laughs> I think like we have to – whoever the new coach is, we have to give him a chance. You know what I mean? Uh, no, 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 no. If they hire Adam Gates, I'm switching teams. No, you know, but they're not hiring. I I'm just swear, saying, I'm swear, switching. Dude, I'm not going to be a Lions fan no more, guys. That's it. That'll be the last straw. They're not going to hire Gates. I'm just saying, like, bro, they, Tyler, how, how would you feel if they hired Adam Gates as a head coach, bro? How would you feel personally, bro? How Could you I personally? <laughs> There's I mean, no way. There's no way I will no, order I didn't say hire, NFL like, that's how Sunday I'll be ticket. Mad. There's no way I'll be able to order the Sunday ticket knowing that Adam Gates is on the sidelines as a head coach. I mean, if you thought I already had a no emotions and like I was just nonchalant already about the Lions, <laughs> that would be a whole new level. If Adam yeah, that Gates would be like coach. that would be like if they hired Adam Gates, I think the entire fan base would just protest in Allen Park. Like I everyone think, would just I, go I, there. I think the whole NFL fan base. Oh man, what, what torture would that be? How let's uh. <laughs> If Adam Gaze gets another NFL contract to be a head coach, there's no way. I mean, yeah, that'll like, be crazy. That'll be crazy. If he even gets another shot, it's crazy. That's yeah, that'll be insane. Now, there's like you can't really get mad at a hire because like right now there's really like no like like uh, there's no guy like Kyle Shanahan where like if you hire this guy you're automatically gonna get a good coach. Right now it's kind of tricky. There's no like like top of the list candidate. You just kind of have to swing and hope for the best. There's not even like a guy like last year where you're like oh Ron Rivera. Wow, that's intriguing. No, there's not even that guy this year. Yeah, there isn't. So it's it's like this co- this coaching this year. I mean, there's some good assistants. It's, we'll just see how they are. There could be some ones that become really great. There could be some that could fail at their job. We'll just and see what happens. And that's the tough part, man. The thing with assistants is because just because you're a good assistant, doesn't automatically transfer you to be a great leader, a great head coach. So that's the tricky part of hiring assistants, man. It's a hit or a goddamn miss. You just yeah. saw it with your own eyes last three years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so we'll, we'll see what happens alright uh, next next call voicemail hey guys uh, Jeff here again for another loss surprise surprise um, honestly I feel bad for you guys you guys are the ones that have to keep talking about these games I mean you, we've all said the same thing over and over and over again this isn't working run run pass doesn't work uh, this defense doesn't work this head coach doesn't work this general manager doesn't work um and you know if we don't if, if we don't hear anything from ownership after this, I mean, like like I said um, uh, in the voicemail episode, like at least at bare minimum, make a statement. That's all you have to do. Just make a statement. Come out and say this isn't working, and we're going to pursue other opportunities in the off season. You know, just at bare minimum, say that. But will we hear anything? Probably not. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. Um, it's just. It sucks going from eleven and five and potential division winners to all like I was scrolling. Through, I wasn't watching the game. I mean, I was, but I, I was scrolling through Instagram primarily, and all the memes were coming back. You know, Detroit's the laughing stock of the league again, thanks to fucking fat ass fucking Patricia. So, 
don't fucking know. It's just, just, just <laughs> I'm so, I feel bad for you guys. Like I said, I, I hate talking about this team every damn week sometimes, I swear. Well, Jeff, got good news for you. Um, They made a statement. They're all gone. They're fired. <laughs> it's a good day today. Come on, Jeff. You know? I mean, come on. The fat part, that's just that's pushing a little bit. Come on, Jeff. <laughs> is, he losing, is he losing a little bit of weight? Has he lost some weight? No, I have no idea. I, I, I'm not gonna talk about the man's weight. I mean, we're not gonna talk about. We're not that, gonna talk that, about. That's, his not, weight. that's not football. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, but I mean, he's gone. He's fired. Him, Bobby. Bobby's gone. It's a you good know, day. You know, I'm actually gonna give some respect to Patricia, and this has nothing to do with football. But something like I actually kind of respect for Patricia. Like we hear all the bad stuff, obviously, the last couple of days with former players just going off on Matt Patricia, obviously. But something like. I just want to give credit towards was Matt Patricia's like what he did this offseason. And that exactly. was like raise awareness for all the social injustice stuff going on in the world. Um, Lions being the first team to cancel practice and stuff. So, yep. you know, have your opinion on Matt Patricia. Awful coach. And I agree 100% with you. But I kind of I, I gained some respect for Matt Patricia for what he did this offseason personally. I really did. As a man, as a person. Yes. As an individual, definitely respect him. I'm like, with you about that, yeah. Like, honestly, like, them. I know obviously all the stuff in 2018 was bad. And I know a lot of these players are mad. I understand. It. But I think as a person, honestly, and, like, I know this goes beyond what we're, like, supposed to be talking about because it's a football podcast. But take that out. I mean, it is what it is. I kind of respect what Patricia did um, outside of football in Detroit, though. I mean. Outside of football. Just, just to, make sure you say that outside of football. Yeah, no, no, no. no not in football. Not in football. <laughs> but, like. <laughs> Overall, man, like, I don't know. It was like this year in the offseason, I just gained so much respect for Matt Patricia. And there was more. It was obviously when radio host Jamie Samuelson, Jamie Samuelson died, and he called up the radio station, actually sent his condolences. Like, I, I don't know. I just had like, I kind of different respect for Matt Patricia. So, like, you're looking at all these, like, tweets and stuff from former players, and it, he looks like the biggest dick. He looks like the worst guy ever. And uh-huh. I just want to, I kind of want to just clear that up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know Matt Patricia personally, but like, I don't think he's as bad as a person as the narrative is right now. That makes no, sense. No, I think he honestly feel like he came in with the mindset of I got to put my dominance here so they don't think I'm a joke and I have to run things. Yeah. And I, don't, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think he was himself, especially in 2018. 2018, he, <laughs> he came in I with a Bill like, Belichick hat. <laughs> I think like in the locker room, he was different versus out like off the field. Like on the field, he, he was like different than off the field. I don't know how to say it. like yeah. I mean, yeah, even, he is an asshole. Like yeah, if you fuck up, he'll call you out and fill him yeah. one. He'll cuss your life out and tear you apart. But that's him. That's who he is. Um, but like, I think he actually cares for some of his players as well. Sometimes like, his messages didn't get um, get through the right way. Yeah, like, his yeah, coaching right. style wasn't built for this team necessarily. Even Hakeem Valles, he he said. Patricia is a guy I do not want to talk to in the practice field, but he's a guy I would want to get a beer with after practice. Like that's just like I'm gonna know. That's just I think there's a a different narrative if that makes sense. Like I feel like yeah. the nerd for Matt Patricia is not who he actually is. He's just an asshole when it comes to football. Yeah, that's, and he's an awful he's an awful coach. He's an awful coach too. So like I said, just wasn't. I mean, I, I was a head coach. I mean, I don't know how he's a coordinator. Maybe I, I mean, know. maybe he's different. But head Dude, coach. The Patriots not... fans were so happy when he took the Detroit job. You should have seen it. Oh, 
Yeah. I, I think he's just a bad coach. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah because when you think about it, defense in, in New England, Bill Belichick did most of that stuff. And it's left, improved though. so much. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like one of the best units in the league. Everyone's like, oh, what the hell? Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, voicemail. Hey, guys. This is Travis. I've called in before. I want to keep this quick and short so I can get to loved ones for Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, this was a bad game. This was a completely inconsistent game. And I saw that there was a picture posted online that I saw Sheila Ford just covering her head. But this isn't a sign to, I know we say this over and over again, to fight. I don't know what is. At least, if you, I, I said it last time, if you don't fire them coming into next week, they need to be gone after the season. And I just want to say I'm sad that this will probably be, this may be the last time we see Stafford. Maybe give or take, uh, because if either they trade him, but this is just another great talent that my beloved franchise wasted in my lifetime. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, and now Matthew Stafford, three offensive greats, talents just wasted. But apparently we're good on picking kickers between Jason Hansen, Pat Prater, uh, and punters too, but um, anyway, this is just rough. I'm not surprised. It's just a loss is a loss, so it's always hard for the team. Anyway, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Go Lions! All right, looks like his um Thanksgiving looked like it was ruined. And then I think it got made up on Saturday. It got made up on Saturday, yeah, with everybody being fired. So I know he's happy now. I know he's happy now. Yeah. I got, I got a, I got a quick question for you guys though, and he mentioned the Sheila Ford thing, and like some people are giving Sheila like she's the hero now, and I'm just like interested. Like, are you like are you guys like impressed what Sheila did on Saturday? I'm happy as hell. I mean, it, it was but, just a relief. But are you impressed? Impressed? I'm gonna be honest, Tyler. I wanted her to fire him last season. I would have been impressed if she did that. She waited till this season. I get that. Whatever. Um, am I impressed? She hasn't done nothing yet. She has to show more. How about that? Okay. Like, yeah, I'm waiting and see. I want to see who she hires and stuff before I'm impressed. But am I am I relieved that she fired these clowns? Absolutely. Obviously, she could have no. did. She could have did something that I thought that she was gonna do all year, which was sit back with popcorn and her margarita and watch this circus all year long and, and let us torture. Just let us torture. But now she gave us. She gave the city of Detroit, she gave the Lions fans some type of hope. The kind of thing I'm like a little nervous about is Rod Wood is helping her out, and Rod Wood doesn't know shit about football. <laughs> he said it himself. Uh, I'm being I'm, serious. I'm, I'm, I'm Rod Wood. I, mean, I don't know shit about football. I'm just here because of So they just say that they're going to hire a firm or whatever, but it's still the decision is going to come down to Sheila and Rod Wood. I kind of wish they had like another guy who knew football. Like, what the... it's just I, like, I don't know. Uh, why does Rod Wood have this job? 
I, I'll never, I just never forget that statement when he said that. It just, it cracks me up every time. But I don't know. I'm just here because of the Fords. I don't, I don't know. I couldn't like, hear that. <laughs> like, him being part of the team is one thing. Whatever. Being part of the business side, I really don't care. But why is he one of the final says of who our next GM and next head coach are? Like, does that just scare the hell out of you guys? Yeah, that's He's the CEO now. He's the CEO now. Well, he bet. I, I, I think he knows this football now. Right, what oh is the CEO of the Lions? That's CEO hilarious. Oh no! Oh my lord! Hopefully, the search firm will like tell him who to hire and who to not. I don't. I mean, I don't even have a lot of faith in this. What search firm they're gonna go with? Because like the last one we had, Ernie Acorsi, it was a disaster. Um, they went the Patriot way. They thought that they tried to mimic the Patriots, whatever, it just didn't work. Um, we'll, we'll see, man. I don't know. We'll just see yeah. what they do. I, I guess like, my quick answer is though, like I'm just not impressed. Like this was not impressive at all. Like I, everyone has been saying this for weeks, and that she waited this long was, I think, embarrassing enough. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, there was a lot of reports that if they fill this game, this was going to be it because of the time frame that they have to try to, you know. But I, 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 I still give it to her because I didn't think she had the balls to do it. Yeah. I thought she would. Att- I thought she would attach to Bobby. It's because we're thinking like the Fords. <laughs> we're not thinking like logical people. The Fords are not logical people when it comes to football. So that's well, why we'll exactly. Let, let's see. Let's see what they do. We'll see, man. And then we'll see. I, Maybe I, I, she's I, different I, than her mom and dad. We'll see. We don't know. We'll just see what she does. You gotta we'll hope. See what we we gotta we definitely gotta hope because Jim Harborough could be here any minute now, and uh, that could stop, be an absolute disaster. <laughs> Voicemail. This team fucking blows. All right. The players giving up. The fans don't even want the team to win anymore. The team's a joke. It's a fucking joke. Patricia's penguin fat ass needs to be gone immediately. That's all I'm going to say. Fuck the Lions. They ruin my year every single year. Well, I guess he has some stuff on his chest. Um, yeah, all right, guys, guys, we got it. We got to show on the fat jokes. Come on now. <laughs> let's, let's stick to football. <laughs> That's what his weight is. Yeah, he's going to talk the hell out of y'all. Next time I see him, watch. He's going to be on P90X. He's going to lose a. About 190 pounds and come back slim as hell. Young and be like, what? That's Patricia? He, he expressed his opinions on the game in his year. Hey, next one, I guess. Yep. Uh, voicemail. Hey, guys. How's it going? My name's Jake. I called a few weeks ago. Called twice now, I believe. Um, either way, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I waited till uh, Friday to make this call. I was hoping uh, by the time I called, uh, Maddie Fatty would have been <laughs> had his bum ass out of Detroit, but uh, guys, just don't give a flying fuck about us. They don't care about us. They don't care about. They don't care about being good. It, it's just it's, it's delusional. But um, either way, um, that was an embarrassment. Um, I couldn't even stand to watch it. I'm sitting next to my grandpa, who's been a fan for. Oh, shit, he's 85. I mean, he's been a fan all his life, basically. I mean, shit. He knows Alex cares for fuck. I mean, that's how long he's been a fan. He knows Alex cares. Um, it's a joke. This team is trash. Uh, I'd do anything for my line. So, um, I'm still going to keep supporting, whether it's a win or a lose or a loss, but I'd do anything for them. I'd literally suck Kool-Aid out of Natty Fatty's fucking titty. For a Super Bowl win, or fuck it, even a playoff win, but it's just, it's just utter garbage. Um, yeah, I'm gonna steal your quote, Malcolm. Uh, fucking bevel. 
why did we wait till week what twelve to pull out something fucking like positive in our playbook? It is just it's just utter trash. Uh, let's hope it changes next year. I'll see you guys. Yo, can we chill on the fat jokes? <laughs> like, I'm not even here trying to defend Patricia. I'm not. I'm just trying to be a professional. I'm not trying to call out the guy. Exactly. Like, <laughs> just say Matt Patricia. You don't need to come say Maddie Fatty or whatever you guys said. Like, seriously. I'm, I'm sorry, but that caught me way off guard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was funny, but. <laughs> another thing is, uh, he brung up um, Bevel. Well, Bevel, like, he didn't hint at it, but he sort of sounded like maybe Patricia was holding him back on offense a little. I don't know. Like, they asked him if they'll see something different on offense. He said, we'll see. So maybe Patricia was doing the run-run pass. I, I really don't know. Um, But still, Bevel's the OC, so I'm blaming Bevel for now. And then next call. Voice Bill. Hey, guys. Jeff here. Um, obviously, uh, the last voicemail I made was uh, before this glorious day has happened, this glorious Saturday. But, um, you know, going forward, it's um, – it's exciting, yes, very exciting. We finally get to see something new. However, it's also very terrifying. Uh, basically, we're putting our hands, we're putting our faith in the hands of people that have betrayed us for so long. Um, you know, I, do I really trust Sheila and Rod Wood to make the correct hire in this, um, in this GM and head coaching candidacy going forward? And there's a lot of potential for them to get it right. Ed Dodds, Joe Hortz. Lewis Reddick, I've even heard uh, calls for Chris Spielman uh, being made. Um, but there's also a lot of ways they can get it wrong uh, in both the, the head coach and GM positions. So very exciting time going forward and very also very terrifying because if we've all we've all we all know this Lions ownership and they, if there's one thing they've demonstrated over the years, it's how to get it wrong. So I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope I hope that uh, they get it right. I hope, you know, my hope is for Ed Dodds and Robert Salen, or however the hell you say his last name. Those are my two picks. So hopefully uh, hopefully we get it right this time. And I'm really excited to see a Matt Patricia-less uh, Lions defense and just overall Lions team in general. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and something I've always alluded to is – yeah, the Fords have never got it right, but we can't use that narrative that they're never going to get it right. I mean, we just got to have an open mind Shit, and long, bro? and hope they get it right. I mean, it was like this. It was like the same people saying, "Oh, they fired Patricia. What's next?" I mean, look, what do you mean, "What's next?" We have to try something. We can't just keep running it back. So, I mean, I'm like you. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not giving Sheila like the cape right now. I don't think Rod Wood is some savior. No, I don't think either of these guys are some saviors. But we just got to put our hope. We have to have an open mind and hope they get it right. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's something that, I, that obviously we have to hope for. Yeah, like we, we talked about this earlier, so I'm not really going to get into it. Just like we'll see. I'm like way in SEMO. That, that's all it is. I mean, that's how it always is as a Lions fan. You should never yeah. be, I mean, I'm just saying, just never be fully confident in going to the Lions. Yeah, I mean, one day, I mean, it has to be. I just hope we're alive. I hope it's not like that. Ha ha, Davis. Uh, <laughs> I mean, shit. I mean, it's been 60, 60 years, man. I mean, we just gotta hope. Got a few more voicemails left to go to the next voicemail. Voicemail. Hey, um, how is everyone doing? Um, I just wanted to state a couple things. First of all, I just want to say that uh, the Matt Patricia era was awful, and I mean, trying to implement the Patriot way or whatever the hell they tried to do. 
it's just not going to work, man. And we, we all knew it from the start. And uh, I just, I mean, this goes into my second point. I just, I want a college coach, man. I want a coach who's for the players. I want a player's coach. Colbo was like that. And even though we weren't great, we won nine, maybe eight games a year. I want a player's coach who's analytical, like a McVeigh or a Shanahan. I don't want an ESPN guy. I don't want to get an NFL Network guy. I want a young guy who's able to connect with players because that's the one thing. Even if we're losing games, I just want to make it seem like these guys are having fun and so we don't lose stars like what happened to Calvin, what happened to Barry. I want these guys to actually have an active role in the community. Um, My second point is uh, I don't watch a a lot of college football, but Zach Wilson is a stud. And Kyle Trask is a stud. So if we're going to draft a quarterback, either one of those two guys, anyone else, I'm just not a fan. Um, my third point is I just need to say this because everyone is saying I'm crazy for it. But as Lions fans, we should not want um, Amazon man getting this team. I, I think that's just idiotic. He's had so many worker violations, man. And everyone who works there, it's a terrible turnover rate. So if you think Martha Fire, uh, Martha Ford or the Ford family doesn't care and doesn't want to put in new like equipment or anything in the building, uh, this guy's got so many uh, like people saying his warehouses are so run down, the working conditions are terrible, and uh, I just think it's a terrible idea to let uh, Jeff Bezos buy this team. So anyone saying that Jeff Bezos should buy the team, I think that's just idiotic he uh, obviously doesn't care about his workers is he really gonna care about a football team so uh thanks and uh hope to hear your answers guys wow um that's about just um let's just get something out the way the fords aren't selling so whoever nope. like potential buyers we're not even going to talk about that nope. jeff bezos all i know about him he's ran a really successful company he's a billionaire so good for him now let's get into and uh, kyle trask is not a stud that's that's Ooh, Tyler's opinion. I, I like there him. Um, I like him, but not like I like him more like in the second, third round ish. I don't really like him that much in the first. Maybe my opinion will change more when I study him. Tyler just not a really a big fan of him. Um, it was funny. Like it was funny because um, when he mentioned um, Zach Wilson, like I could tell that Pierre blushed. That's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know Pierre got you blushing. Got happy, man. Kyle Trask, like if we get Mac Jones or Kyle Trask with our first round pick, oh my oh, god! No. I like those don't, guys. Don't, like don't, don't, don't like Mac. Don't say Mac Jones. You like Dude, him on day two, Tyler? I like him Mac on day jo- two. No. Mac Jones, maybe. I like him better than Kyle Trask. You need to put him like on the spread offense with speed everywhere, like he has. Dude, I, I, I mean, I, I literally compare Mac Jones to AJ McCarron. Don't I mean that? That shows you how high I want. <laughs> I am on him. Yeah, but Jones has a better arm. It's I don't not, know, but it just he just feels weird. Like see just him in the wobbly. pocket, just it's it's, it's just not weird. It's, it's not a clean deep. It's not a big arm. What you're thinking? It's not like yeah, like, that is arm. true. That's why I have like a day two grade on both. From right now, I still am like evaluating. I'm still early. We I gotta mean, wait pre combine. Let's see post combine and see what happens. But right now, I have a day two grade on both of those guys you mentioned, Trask and Williams. All right, let's jump into the next voicemail. Voicemail. What's up, fellas? Just want to say. Woo! Patricia's out of here. And Quinn. Thank God. Patricia's, he's about as useful as our governor. Don't want to get too political, but it's how I feel. Um, happy he's gone. 
Happy Quinn's gone. Wasn't really a big fan of his draft picks. Tavai and Harris, some others. Couple, couple were okay. But, uh, yeah, just excited for this. Just want to get your guys' thoughts and who you think we should uh, get to replace them both. And, uh, yeah, good day. Um, Love the show. Thanks. Okay. All Thanks right. For, yeah. Uh, so we actually talked about some names earlier. If you want to go back, it was like one of our first questions. We talked about some names. It was a very, it was a very first question. Yeah, where, where we so, had to break down some names and some guys out there that you liked. Yeah, well, we're not going to say that again. We don't want to be too repetitive. Um, you want to get to the next call? Dude, oh, this is an international caller, right? This is an international caller. Yeah. So international callers, if you're like out of the country and you want to call us, you could DM us. Like a voice message at Pride Podcast. Yep, at Pride Podcast. On Instagram, so and we'll we'll play it on the air. Yes, we will. All right, let's go to the very last voicemail. Uh, voicemail. Hi guys, it's Ash from Nottingham, England, calling from over the Atlantic. Been listening to you guys for donkey's years now, and you guys have really helped me get up to speed and learn everything there is about this team that I've chosen to love. Just, I've been drafting this message so many times and I just don't know what to say over then well done Matt Patricia you kind of shut down the run a bit and it just shows that your mentality doesn't work thank god we're nearly at the end of this three years of horror we just need to hit the reset button I guess during the off season get rid of Quintisha just get rid of everyone other than like Coombs the O-line coach Frank Haley is it and the wide receivers coach and just Stafford's gone. We've probably wasted his his career now. It's just it's gone down the toilet. Um, we wasted Stafford. He wants an off season. He wants a rebuild. Same boat. Yeah. Go ahead, Tyler. I'm on the same boat. Yeah, I want to rebuild as well. I think, like you mentioned, it sucks that it seems like we wasted Stafford's career and that his you know time in Detroit well, looks like it's coming to an end i mean not officially it could still maybe be a potential that they keep around him but it seems like it's over and yeah i mean not sound so nonchalant about it but like i just i've already had this through my head and i've already gone through like you know like i don't know like it sucks it obviously sucks like we had the number one pick and Matthew Steph we spent and we tried to build the team around for 12 years and they just they never did it. And that falls in the lines of organization. It has some fall on him as well. I mean, you know, but not all of it, obviously, and not even most of it. But it sucks, man. I mean, it, a talented quarterback like that, you couldn't win. I mean, I, I just I don't know how to put in any other words. It definitely it sucks. It feels like with Stafford, they've picked more in the top end than they've picked in the twenties, which kind of just like explains it like how this has been going with him. Right? I mean, yeah, this is like we're always a top 15 pick regardless since the Stafford, you know, since the Stafford, you know, tender. I don't know, man. It it sucks. I mean, we've gone through three head coaches, like how many offensive coordinators? A lot. How, how many quarterback coaches? Like a there's lot. been so many regime changes in the Matthew Stafford, you know, time. It just it looks like it's over. It looks like it's over. And I think it should be over. So he started with Scott Linehan. Who was after Linehan? Was it Jim Bob Cooter? No, it was Joe Lombardi. No, Lombardi. Joe Lombardi. Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter. Cooter. Bevel. What is that? Four OCs, I just named? Four or five yeah, OCs? Yeah, and then 
I think like six or seven QB coaches. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know the, all the quarterback coaches, but uh, three head coaches. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it, it's it's pretty simple. The Detroit Lions failed Matthew Stafford. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's, it's simple. Another argument though, what kind of sucks is like rookie contracts back in the day. Like if Stafford was on a rookie deal, like the way they are now, I think maybe it would have been easier to build a contender around him versus like. What he got back then, I think, was like a five-year or six-year deal with a lot, like 60 mil or something. I forgot the exact numbers, but rookies used to get paid a lot more than they get paid now. So um, it, it was just it was just hard all, all around, man. I mean, it was hard to get consistent talent around Stafford. I mean, prob- I yeah, think was- I don't think it's money-wise, guys didn't want to come here. No, yeah, I think Detroit, like yeah. Detroit wasn't well, a good city. I mean, Detroit was a shithole. Right, but then when you look at like back in the day, you had Sue on his big ass rookie deal, you had Calvin Johnson on his big deal, and you had Stafford on his big rookie deal. So it's kind of hard to build a team when everyone has like a big deal, and those are guys you can't really get rid of either. So you have to work around that. I still can't even get that excuse because they had twelve years to build off I'm a not guy like Matthew I'm just Stafford. They could still do it, but it was like a little hard. Yeah, but that's part of the job, right? GM is not should've. easy. Could have, should have, and that's that should be your number one goal: build around your quarterback. Yeah, like build that, a winning team around your quarterback, and they Bob failed Quinn, to do that. Bob Quinn year had a chance after um, year. Bob Quinn had it. No, Bob. No, Bob like Quinn. I'm saying, like Bob Quinn had a chance to hire someone to oh, take the yeah. team to the next level, and uh, Patricia felt like he needed to rebuild for no reason. He re- rebuilt the roster in his way with like and destroyed us. And a lot of people us. out of, ran out of a lot of players out of town and got his guys in and. It just didn't work out for whatever reason. So I mean, this is gonna look as this is gonna be one of the biggest disasters when we look at from a future like future years from now. Like looking back at this Matthew Stafford time, it's gonna look the biggest disaster. How did you not build a winner around him? Yeah, and this is this is what I was afraid of. And I know I've been I've been kind of you could say I've been I want to call it pro Patricia, but I've been supporting Patricia trying to. You know, been a little opt- optimistic about the team, hoping that they could turn it around, because I didn't want this to happen. But it, you could even go back to like the older pods from when we first hired this guy, and I said that, look, <laughs> if this is the wrong hire, we're going to be in a disaster. Yeah, I said I mean, that. I, everyone knew that. I said that because I, I saw the way we were trending with what's his name, and I'm going because I know people are tired of hearing his name. I'm not going to say it. I know the way we were trending, and we needed a guy to take us over the hump. But he was scaring the half half of the locker room, and everybody kind of knew that this rebuild was happening. Yeah. It's so, just, I, I don't know, man. Even back in the day, I kind of said, like, man, I, like, I seen, like, this could happen, but I didn't want this to happen. I mean, look, we're back be, being, square one. being optimistic and, like, seeing reality are two different things. It's just, yeah. I, I, I've seen reality since last year, and, like, there was no optimism for me with this guy. Like, Patricia, there was nothing there. I just I just didn't want, I mean, I knew it was bad last year, too, man. I just didn't want us to get to this point that we could potentially lose Matthew Stafford. And, you know, Matthew Stafford, my, he's my guy. He's, like, my favorite player right now. Right. I mean, you know, so he's my I guy. I think he's a lot of people's guys. Like, he, most of our listeners probably love him. It's he, just he, the reality of it now. He's my guy. Like, he makes... He makes the Detroit Lions football watchable, you know? He's my guy. So I didn't want to get to this point. Like, remember, to this like, point. remember going into the year, and I'm like, dude, why are we doing this? Like, look at this defensive line. I mean, there were so many holes in this team going into the year. 
I'm like, dude, this is not going to work. This I team know, is not. We just have so many what ifs. What if Deshaun Hand could become a, a, oh a pro bowler? Oh, my God. Yeah, the, what I if, hear, what I if? Sean Hand all offseason. Like, <laughs> yeah, it just we, had, like... we just had a whole bunch of what ifs, bro. That's why I was just so like, yeah, this is trash. You know, because we had a whole bunch of what ifs. And I never and said then... it was trash. I just said it was mediocre. And no, and I was wrong. This is trash. <laughs> I mean, you look at the team, right? They they signed a lot of former Patriots to mask their rookies. Because, like, when you draft a player in the third round, they're both supposed to start. Will Harris and Tracy Walker are supposed to start. Instead, they have Jerron Curse and Jerron Harmon starting. You have, like, so it just shows you their drafting and their player development. It just hasn't been that good, right? You draft Jelani Tavai, but then Tavai is struggling, so you go out and sign Reggie Ragland. Like, it's just... It's a mess. They signed like these rookies as band aids to make to like I, I don't even know how to say it. These are second and third round picks. They're supposed to be playing and they're they're not playing or they're not playing well. This was just a whole disaster year in general. There was nothing positive about this year. Nothing positive about the Detroit Lions this year. Just the off season, yes, like the way they handled I, it. How you TJ Hawkins said it was positive. I can't even take really much no, because we could add a different player that that spot. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just saying, like I could take nothing out of this. I could take nothing out of this offseason. I'm like, wow, the Detroit Lions. Like, th- there's really nothing for me where I'm like, I'm excited about with this team going forward with what we had and what about offensive line? What about the offensive line? There we go. That's gonna be something to be positive about. Kind of. I mean, so you, I, got, you got you got you got you got a Frank right now. You got Frank right now. That dude Jackson, that rookie Jackson, looked like he'd be promising for a very long time. Yeah, you got you got. We locked you, up Taylor Decker. You got a core. You got a core. We have a core. Five. Crosby came out of nowhere. I mean, the offensive line is set pretty much. We, now we just got to see what we're going to do with our quarterback. Yeah, and then, like, the, the, they came in basically with relying on Austin Bryant staying healthy, Deshaun Hand staying healthy, and then counting on a third-round pick, Joey Naquara, who's also been injured a lot in his college career. But but I did like that pick. Um, he just hasn't been healthy this year either. So they came in, like, relying on guys who are who were improving. It's just... Kristen Jones was a starting jack coming into the year. Like, Nick Williams was your starting defensive tackle. Yeah, until they, they realized that he wasn't really a good pass rusher. They just used him as a run package guy. Oh, John, there we go. Another another positive, John Pinocini. Yeah, he's had a really good rookie year. I mean, he's, looked, <laughs> he's, he's promising. Looked like, he looks like a steal. Yeah, he's he somebody like he's promising. He, he, could, he could have the AO effect. I'm just saying, like, this is Swift, like... Swift, obviously, is fun. You just need to stay healthy as well. Oh, yeah, and, that's my that's my guy. I think he's a, I think he's a game changer. That's why I'm a little bit optimistic about the rest of this, these it games. Just se- it just seems like this is the least attractive job that's going to be given to a head coach in the offseason. Well, of course, because if you're starting to, you want to rebuild, you want a top pick. We have and no you want to have cap- a quarterback. You want to have a young quarterback in place, too, and there just isn't that... I mean, like, unless you, like, if Detroit had, like, maybe, like, three first round, two first rounds, two second round, like, we had, like, a Miami Dolphins situation, then you could be like, oh, yeah, well, that's a Well, believe it or not, they could do that, and you trade Stafford, you tag and bro, trade Stop Kenny saying Galladay. that like that, man. Bro, you have to. It's I know, but just stop saying that. Just stop saying it like that. Like, why they are you so happy with picks. it? I'm not happy with it. They only have five picks. They traded yeah. a fifth for Deron Harmon, and they traded a sixth for Everson Griffin. That sixth could become a fifth if, like, I, I don't know, some conditions, but... I think it's going to remain the same. I mean, sense you got to think about it this way. You got you got to look at it this way. Okay, what playoff contention team needs a quarterback? Colts, Steelers, Patriots potentially, Saints maybe next year. Drew Brees to retire. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you're bro. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Colts, Steelers. I mean, they potentially could give a first round pick for Stafford, but those are the only teams I really see. I mean, Patriots. Like Patriots could do it. 
you know, they, they, they just, no, they're, they're, but they're not. They're, they're too high. They're not going to give a high first round pick for Stafford. I mean, yeah. you're looking at a team that's Philly playoff, playoff bound. <laughs> Dallas. Oh yeah, Dallas has NFC North, NFC NFC East. Uh, potentially the Washington, right? If Washington's out of like a range to take a quarterback, maybe they trade like their high two and like fourth or fifth, something have like to, that. They'll they have to get to the playoffs. And they're, yeah, they're in the playoffs. They're going to be out of range for a quarterback. So oh, yeah. yeah, they could get in the playoffs. So maybe they, so they'll probably have like a high one if they go to the playoffs. Because right now, I think they're winning their division. That division just a mess. But no, it's it's the Giants right now. Giants right the now. Giants are winning that division. What? They're four and seven. And oh, so the, so is the football. But, but the Giants Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Oh, Alex Smith. No, I'm talking about um the Giants. Colt McCoy's a quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah. Got hurt, right? Yeah, yeah. DJ got hurt. Oh my god. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Whoever played right. in round one is gonna be lucky, man. All right, guys. That's a wrap <laughs> this episode. And yeah, the Lions wasted Matthew Stafford's career. Big bummer. But on that note, hope you guys all enjoyed this week of the mailbag. They're a little late this week, but we'll be back. On our next next episode with the Chicago Bears preview for you people that still care about these games. I mean, it's gonna be an intriguing game. Joe Bevel's first game. Is it's gonna be exciting. I, I mean, I, don't, I can't speak for everybody, but I'm excited. I'm excited because I just want to see what the hell and how the hell the players are gonna react. That's I mean, why I'm like, excited. If you gave me the option to watch the Lions game versus the Bears or watch NFL Red Zone, I'm, I would choose Red Zone. I'll say that. No, not me, man. I'm, I'm tuned into this game. I'm tuned yeah, in I'm because, like I said. This game, this game right here could determine exactly how the season is gonna go. So if they lose, if they lose, if they lose this game, you can say you could clearly say, okay, we're gonna have a top pick. But if they beat the hell out of the Bears, I think everybody's eyes go open, be like, oh shit, this is a different team. Not really, because the Bears aren't that good. I said you're beating a bad team. I said that we beat the shit out of them. I'm talking about, I'm talking about like 27. You're saying like Packers game Sunday Night Football. Yeah, I'm talking about like beat them down, like beat them down to like where they're like, oh shit, we never seen this in a while. That'd be interesting. I mean, exactly, but exactly, I, I I'm actually kind of glad at the NFL what they had done this these last couple of days, and that was flex some games. And they flexed the Buccaneers game to a Saturday, so at least my yep. Sunday for fantasy football finals, which I hopefully I'll be playing in that game. <laughs> <laughs> they left that Sunday so I could watch the NFL Red Zone, and in uh, Week 13 versus the Packers. They also made that a 4 o'clock game, so I could watch the 1 o'clock game on NFL Red Zone. So thank you, NFL, for letting me watch NFL Red Zone. And, off the, and the Lions are, like, the only game so, on Monday. So, Tyler, I mean, you, like, were joking about this. Did they, like, do this to showcase Rodgers and Brady against oh, the Lions? Oh, 100%. This is, this is not to showcase <laughs> Daryl Bevel and the Detroit Lions. This is definitely to showcase no. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers that they, that they still look sweet. And Aaron Rodgers wow. playing out of his damn mind right now. But, yeah. yeah. But th- this is – that game that they flex for NFL Network, Bucks and Lions, that is literally just a game to make Brady look like the GOAT. <laughs> hey, it's Christmas. It's the day after Christmas. The day after Christmas, like, oh, it's Tom Brady week 16, Super Bowl. This is, is it going to be Tampa Bay? I- I'm telling you, that that is just a money grab right there. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. All right. Um. All right, guys. I'm out. <laughs> I hope you guys all enjoyed. Peace. All right, guys, I'm out. Uh, Hope you guys are all staying safe during this time and peace. All right, y'all, it's your boy Malcolm. I'm, I'm out. Peace.
I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.